This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hi everyone, my name is Kizai and I'm the co-leader for the sophomore girls here at Roots and I get the privilege to talk to you today. Or maybe it's your privilege to hear from me, who knows? I don't know about you all, but I was always changing my mind on what I wanted to do. No matter what though, it was always influenced by what I watched on TV. For example, I wanted to be a wizard. Wizards of Waverly Place was my favorite show ever and I wished I could be just like Alex Russo. I was very much aware that magic wasn't real, but hey, I'll keep dreaming. This is probably really unsurprising, but I also wanted to be a singer. I loved watching Hannah Montana, and I so badly wanted to live her life. A student by day, but a superstar by night. (laughs) I was hoping to one day be featured in a song with One Direction, and even be the love interest in their music video. How many of you have ever been asked this question? What do you want to be when you grow up? You probably had all types of answers when you were a little kid. But now that you're in high school and thinking about what happens next, whether it be college, taking a gap year, going into the workforce, or joining the military, chances are that this question is on your mind now more than ever. You're probably feeling some kind of pressure around knowing how to answer it. But here's the thing. We don't feel like we're grown up enough to have this all figured out, to have an answer to that question. That question feels so much more complicated now. Why? Well, there could be a number of reasons. There are so many things that we're interested in. With so many potential directions we could go, how are we supposed to decide which one we should take? Nothing seems to really interest us enough to make our whole lives about it. How are we supposed to know at 15 or 16 what we want to do forever? The idea of having to pick something at this stage is so stressful. We're not thinking about the future. Maybe you're thinking, the future? I'm still trying to figure out how to keep my room clean for more than one day at a time. I can't be bothered with trying to figure out my life plans. We feel pressured to figure it out because everyone else seems to have a plan. I relate with this one a lot. You sit next to someone in geometry who has plans for being a neurosurgeon and the timing laid out and how to make that happen, but you can barely stay awake to pay attention to the lecture. Felt that. We don't have the energy to think about the future because there are too many problems right now. Maybe your family is struggling to make ends meet, so making future plans feels like a luxury that you don't exactly have right now. In the church world, we ask a similar question to, What do you want to do when you grow up? Except ours often goes like this. What's God's plan for your life? People in the church often desire to figure out not only what they want to do, but also what God wants them to do. Talk about pressure. This is such a huge question. And when you bring the desire to interpret what God wants you to do into it, it sometimes feels like even more pressure. But no matter how you talk about this idea of the future, The effect is the same. It can feel really overwhelming, which can make you want to give up on the idea completely. 
But when you get behind on why we feel overwhelmed by the pressure, it really comes down to this. We all just want to matter. That's why it feels like a lot of pressure. That's why we want to get it right. Because we want what we do with our lives to mean something. We want a sense of purpose. In fact, you could put it this way. The question we're all asking in some way or another is this, what difference can I make? We're going to look at a passage of scripture written by Paul, who we've already talked about in this series already. Let's read a part of a letter he wrote to some Jesus followers in a city called Corinth. He said this, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 5 through 9. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seeds in your heart, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together for the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For both are God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Okay, so first things first, who the heck is this Apollos guy? Well, Apollos was another church leader, and like Paul, he was very well known. In fact, they were both so popular that people would talk about whether they followed Paul or Apollos like it was some kind of contest. Paul and Apollos would be today's TikTok influencers. But Paul is saying that people are looking at it all wrong. Instead of deciding who's more important and who has done better work, Paul levels the playing field. He says, we are God's servants. Paul is telling us that is what matters, not what we're doing, but how we are doing it and for what purpose. And then Paul starts talking about plants. Now, if you're like me, you understand that keeping plants alive is hard work. The watering, the right amount of sunlight, and all the other things I don't know. Trust me, it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. I killed a succulent by watering it too much. He's saying that when it comes to plants, the person who does the planting has a specific role. The rain plays a specific role. The sunshine has a specific role. Everything plays a part, so it would be pointless to sit around and argue about which role matters more. Which role is more important is the wrong question. A better question is, did each role accomplish what only it could accomplish? Did they let God do what only God can do? In other words, it's possible we're spending a lot of time trying to imagine a future that impresses the most people or makes, the, makes us the most money, or has the most influential outcome, or makes us really happy. When we should be asking, am I doing what only I can do? When this, when this becomes the question we ask, we can stop worrying if our future plans are big enough or if they'll make us famous or earn us the most followers. We can stop stressing about whether we've chosen the right career path. Our career doesn't have to be our purpose for living. How we pay the bills can be different from the hobby or interest we have that we give to the world. When Paul says, each one did the work the Lord gave them, he pointed out that everyone's work was different. Each person is uniquely gifted to do something. The point isn't to create the biggest, highest paying future or purpose. The point is to do the thing that's just for you. Here's the deal. God is behind it all. 
No matter what you do, no matter what part you play, every part matters, no matter how big or how small. Participating matters. Doing your part matters. So then, what is your part? Well, this might be the most freeing thing yet. Your part is to be who God created you to be, right here and right now with the people around you. I spent a lot of my life thinking I had to have one purpose in my life in order to, me, to have this kind of impact I wanted to have in the world. The biggest challenge was trying to find what that purpose was. I thought that as soon as I got that figured out, everything else would come together. I saw it as kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure book. Did you read those as a kid? Do they still make those? Well, anyway, it was a book that where, you could, where you would get to the end of a chapter and there would be a choice to make, like, if Brian makes the winning shot, head to page 54. If Brian misses, go to page 62. Whatever you decided determined how the rest of the story went. That's what finding your purpose can feel like. That one decision sets the course for everything. But that's not how it works. We don't have to have one purpose to find. We have a bigger purpose to join, and that's God's purpose. Our responsibility is to bring what we have and to join in with what is already happening. This isn't a one-time thing that happens when you pick your elective courses or when you decide if you wanna to go to college or not or when you decide your major in college. This is an everyday choice to do the next right thing. It's a decision to participate in what God is doing right where you are now. Let me put it this way. Your purpose isn't your job, your financial status, your relational status, whether you get married or stay single, your parental role, whether you become a biological parent, step-parent, foster parent, adoptive parent, or not a parent at all. There's a lot of parents. Those things can change. Those things may or may not happen to you. You may or may not want those things. You can have purpose when you're unemployed or purpose if you're a CEO. You have purpose if you change jobs a dozen times over the course of your life or if you stay in the same place the entire time. You have purpose if you get married or not, have kids or not. God's purpose isn't tied to the labels you wear. The point is, are you doing what only you can do, where you can, with what you have? I hope you feel freedom when you hear that there isn't this one thing you have to discover to make or break your purpose. Your purpose, God's plan for your life, is to participate by doing the next right thing where you are. What does participating in God's purpose look like for you right here, right now? Well, it may be things like being kind to the people in your class, showing up on time and working hard in practice, helping your family by getting a job or making sacrifices when things are tight financially, helping someone when you don't have to and no one made you, showing respect and honor to those above and below you. You could say it this way, your purpose is to love, love God, love people, and love life. Doing that exactly where you are in the way that only you can is exactly what God wants for you. And love is possible no matter what path you choose. You can have purpose before you have a career, a plan, or a way forward. You can have purpose every day by joining God's activity. Because God is always in the business of making the world better, of making the world right, 
And that's a story we can join right here and right now. Think of it this way. You matter more than you think. You can be a part of what God is doing to make the world better. It doesn't mean we'll get everything we want in life. It doesn't mean that everything will work out the way that we want. When we talk about making the world better, it doesn't mean God will make our bank accounts bigger or give us a nice car. We're talking about a bigger version of better. God's better means that we play a part in making the world all around us better with love and actions. And to participate, we first have to pay attention to what God's doing and join in. Look around, it's already happening. All you have to do is take part. Imagine if we all began to realize that we matter more than we think, that our role in the big picture matters. What if we had confidence in doing our part, which is to be who God created us to be right here, right now? What if we found purpose in showing as much, as much of God's love to the world as we possibly can? Wouldn't that be a world that you'd love to live in? Let me pray to close us out. Dear God, I just pray that this message can really resonate to those who are watching and that we are able to really apply it to our lives. I just pray that we realize that no matter what we do with our lives, that as long as it is for your bigger purpose, that it's fine to do what we love to do and that we matter all the time to you and to everyone else. In your name I pray, amen.